Good evening. How is everyone tonight out there in the broadcast land of Willoughby, Ohio? You know, tonight is going to be a special night, like all our nights are special nights, from 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. on Wednesday evenings. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm a business coach with Maximum Value Partners, and I'm here with my long partner, long in in length and long in (laughs) tenure. Uh, We've been together over 15 years as business coaches here with Maximum Value Partners, and tonight is no exception as we kind of explore that world of small businesses, not small business owners necessarily, small businesses. And we have done probably everything conceivable that you could think of with a small business in the ways of solving problems. So tonight we're going to talk about presenting. And my good partner Adam Sunhalder here is going to kind of delve into a little bit. And as the night goes on, I'll interrupt them and vice versa. And by the end of an hour, we'll say, hey, what a great show. That's right. Welcome back, Jack. It's good to have you back here in the studio. Uh, For those of you who were listening in last week, Jack was on the phone. He was fighting through the flu. He's still recovering from that. He's probably back to about 75% at this point, but he's a trooper, and he keeps on pushing ahead, trying to get him to to rest up and uh, stay well so we can have him for the long haul. So lots of folks have been concerned about him. It's good to have him back here in the studio, and it'll be a fun night, as always, one of the fastest hours in radio. But since he's here live, we do have the studio lines back open again. So if you want to call in, Sean is not standing by, sitting by, eagerly waiting the phone calls, and he'll be he'll be your guy. He just waved to us in that, that very political way. He's got a political <laughs> wave to him. <laughs> Give you, you know, it's, it's from all the years he was on the floats, Jack, for the parades and the right. beauty pageants to kind of have that nice little wave down. There you go. He's got I it down good. Right. <laughs> Tuck that little, thumb in just right. A little wrist wiggle. That's, That's right. right. That's right. So our phone number here in the studio, you can get us here every Wednesday uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. It's 440 440- Nine four six nine four six eight. Again, it's very easy to remember. Four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. And we'd love to we'd love to talk to you about it. And as Jack said, how do I present? And that's something that's come up as as we always do. We talk about some recent things that have happened with clients of ours we've been coaching recently, and the presenting thing. And that's one of our seven keys to success that we that we we focus our clients on. And presenting is number seven, and it's often the one that's that's maybe overlooked. And if you haven't checked out our, our seven keys to success, if you head to our website, MaximumVP.com, there's a there's a, a tab there called the MVP Playbook, and underneath there, if you click there, you'll see the seven keys to success. And presenting is all the way there at the bottom. And so what does presenting look like, feel like? If you own a company, there are multiple opportunities. It may not be daily, but could be, but certainly weekly or monthly to present. And let me just give a couple of examples, Jack, what that might sound like. And we'll get into some stories here as far as how this has happened. So you have potential customers or maybe even current customers. So you're talking to them on the phone. They're coming in. You're going out to visit them. You're presenting yourself. You're presenting your company as part of that. Okay. Your team. So again, we, and this is something that we stress with all of our clients who are, who, are, who are owners of small companies, and we stress to them, this is true for folks who are owners of larger companies too, we stress to them their power. Now, the, usually we get smirks when we talk to people about that, Jack, like, hey, you know, I don't view myself as a, a powerful woman or a powerful guy, I, you know, it's, you know, I'm not at some ego trip here, but we help understand the power, the power of the owner of being the man, as they say, to be as you walk into a room and, and things that you say, folks are hanging on those words. 
So what you say and how you say it and how you present, again, yourself, your company, things you say, if you're all of a sudden, you know, uh, Debbie Downer or negative Nelly kind of thing, or you're, you're always you're always negative about stuff, or if you're if you're picking on people, different things will come across very well in terms of how you present or very poorly. People are gonna are gonna pay attention. So how do you present and talk to your team? Well, wait. Even before how, why, why present? You know what what uh, what is so magical, Adam, about presenting? Why should you do that? You know, there, there are multiple reasons, which we could always spend lots of time getting into those multiple reasons, but uh, just a few. You know, how do you determine who's an upcoming employee, who's a key employee, who's somebody who you'd like to turn the reins over you know, of the company to? How do they distinguish themselves? You know, so those are a bunch of hows, but the why is what I was asking about, and the why is... You're going to give an opportunity to somebody to distinguish themselves, not distinguish, distinguish. <laughs> Picture on the fire extinguisher. Okay, that's right. That little red <laughs> you thing. You can spray them out. They don't do a good job. Here you go. Look out. We can we can extinguish them right there <laughs> that's and there. Right. So much for presenting for that person. But the point is, it allows it allows you as the boss, the other key employees, the other employees in the company, to evaluate the potential of somebody who is an up-and-coming or considered an up-and-comer. Because basically, as you present, you have to prepare. If you're going to put on a good presentation, you have to prepare for it. And preparation can take a lot of work. Preparation does take a lot of work if it's done well. So the why, why do it? You, you can stand out. You can use it as a training tool. You know, if, if somebody has uh, got the big sweats and and really can't calm down. And wait, and the what? The big sweats. The b- <laughs> so, so, wait, I, there's a movie wait, back uh, in the '80s called The Big Chill. The Big Lebowski. It was a Big Lebowski too. Yeah, I like that. Right. That was in the '90s. But the, this is the new one, The Big Sweats. The big, su- <laughs> big so sweats. So somebody, somebody standing up in front of the group for the first time. All of a sudden, you look at that person closely, and there's lots of moisture coming out, and basically getting used to presenting your case, getting used to presenting your responsibilities. That's a huge step for many, many people, since most people absolute hate public speaking. They don't like to get in front of people and explain themselves. But when they do and they can get used to it and comfortable, they stand out in a positive way many, many times over. Conversely, if you don't do that, you can really bomb out. You know, the, there's a great new band that's one of my 11-year-old's favorite bands. Not the Big Sweats. It's pretty darn close. It's actually uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoy their music. It's, it's pretty good stuff. And my my daughter saw that come across the the, the screen and it was, it was <laughs> so what's what's that? The Night, the night sweats. sweats, right? So so that's another version. I I wonder if they have some Big Sweats or part of, part of the Night Sweats, right? Well, you're coming at it from the why. I was kind of coming at it more from the who standpoint, Jack, in terms oh, of who, okay. who you're presenting well, to, which, well, which, which kind of ties into that. You have the who, what, why, how, where, okay, all those all kind of those good questions. Questions, all those question marks. So, right. so when, when it comes to presenting the team, yeah, I was coming from the, you know, the standpoint of the owners one way, but you're, you're touching on, hey, if you're one of the key people as part of the organization, here you are presenting to your, to your fellow compadres here, or, or you're presenting to the boss. How do you come across as part of that? So certainly if you're the boss – you don't want to have the have the big sweats, the little sweats, or the night sweats. You want to, you want to be up there, be calm, cool, and collected. But it's not unusual 
if you're one of the, the, the key up-and-comers or, or you're one of the key managers or the key leadership team, that if you haven't been through this before, maybe the, the, the last time you had to get up out of your chair and present, Jack, was when you had speech class in high school. That's probably true for a lot of, a lot of uh, managers in small businesses. Owners themselves don't like to get up and, and present. So basically, since they control the flow, they don't necessarily have to have <laughs> people right. get up and do the, the cold sweats. <laughs> We're going to the cold sweats. What kind of sweats? I'm getting, you know, it's, it's not that hot. In here. It's getting kind of hot in here, Jack. I don't know. As I'm getting, I'm getting on here. Yeah, it is. So let, let, let me just give a couple more who's. Uh, I want to kind of frame this here in our first segment because I know we'll, 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 we'll be at break before we, before we know it. So, um, you know, to current or potential customers is certainly one in terms of why you'd want to be able to present and present it well and who you'd go after. The, the team is one. Um, how about banks or investors? Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Few things will spook an owner faster than having to having to present to their banker. And we talk to bankers about this all the time in terms of now why is that? Adam? Well, why do they why do they get spooked? Well, it's funny. Much the way we talk to, to to owners about their power and how they have the ability to kind of come in and disrupt things and and people will jump. We talk to bankers about how intimidating they can be. Now, most of these bankers are not big, intimidating presence folks, where they are, or they aren't trying to be that way, but they can be very intimidating to, to, to an owner, especially of a small company, to the point that they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. So well, what they're worried about is if I say the wrong thing to my banker, if, if you're my banker, Jack, and I, and I tell you the wrong thing, you're going to pull my line of credit, or you're going to come in and pull all, my note or, or call my note. All kinds of unfounded fears, yeah. sure. All, all this kind of stuff because th- there's a certain – you know, black hole that all this information goes into. And, and often when you present to a banker, the way it starts initially is they, they gave you a stack of paper about an inch thick to kind of fill out that perhaps you, you, you as the owner might fill out a little bit or you may give some to your, um, to your office manager or your insurance person or your CPA or your attorney to get, get, get stuff filled out. You may not even ha- actually have to physically present or, or get up and, and speak to somebody, but it's, again, it's how you put things on the paper. You're not sure what it's being used for. You're just trying to make sure, hey, did I – answer the questions the right way kind of thing. So well, I think the biggest reason for intimidation is staring at that tie. They're sitting across the desk. <laughs> That'll do it. A guy with a tie on, and they, they don't know. That's a foreign object to them. They don't know how to take it, so they get the cold sweats. That's how that works. So uh, Wait, so is that why the folks uh, you know, locally here, one of the big banks in Ohio is Huntington, and they usually have either green or black sweaters on. Mm-hmm. So does that right. does does that covering up most of the tie like that? Does that help take the edge off, Jack, from making I it so intimidating? It does. It's their attempt, their attempt through their HR department to try to make things it's more human, more friendly, more user. Kind of like Mister Rogers. Kind of, yeah. Come okay. in a little sweater and a tie, and they try, <laughs> but they don't do too good a job. Unfortunately, those ties. Most have, of them don't. Those ties have a very. Uh, uh, intimidating presence about them. People don't know. Most small business owners don't wear ties, so it's a foreign object to them. All right. So, so a bank or or an investor could be could be. And again, we'll, we'll share some stories here. So I'm, I'm trying to frame for a couple of things because, especially for those of you who are listening, whether you're first time listeners or long time listeners, we like to kind of set things up and see. Usually, there's going to be one or more, multiple points that we talk about that are they're going to hit you right between the eyes and hey, I, I'm having that. It's part of my business today, you know. So if if you have to go talk to a banker or an investor, it could be it could be a big deal. And then uh, last but certainly not least, the, as far as the topics that kind of came up here in the past couple of days, is in terms of whether you're buying or selling a company. Mm, so yes. here you are, here here you are running hard. You're you're running your company day to day. Maybe you've been doing it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. At some point, 
you're probably going to look to sell the company. And uh, for, for those of you who, who know me or, or listen to the show for a while, you, you're probably aware of my background. I spent almost 10 years on Wall Street helping people buy and sell companies. Jack has personally bought, fixed up, and sold five companies. We've advised a lot of people on how to buy and sell companies. And there's, again, much like it can be intimidating in terms of, of, of going to talk to a bank, to have somebody come in and, and, and ask questions of you to have you present your company for a potential sale, or heaven forbid you go talk to somebody about buying their company, Jack. I'm not even sure what the, you know, how to frame it or talk to somebody how about to that. How even start? Sure. That, that's pretty scary. That really is scary for a lot of people. There's no question about it. So, so believe it or not, and we'll share, we'll share several stories here, with the folks, so, so, so stay with us here. You know, we have a lot of stories about how presenting can make all the difference and having success, whether it be, you know, finding or keeping current customers, whether it be attracting or retaining or, or being able to promote and, and push forward good team members, whether it be getting that financing from, from a banker or an investor or, or being able to sell your company or buy a company the, the, the right way or be able to sell your company for, for, the, for, for the most or, or the highest value. Presenting can be the absolute key for success for all those things. Correcto. All those things. Correcto. All right. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Adam. So we're going to delve into that a little more detail here as we come back after our break. So stay tuned to listen to more about How Do I Present. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Adam and I have been together doing this coaching stuff for over 15 years. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. All right, we're back live and at it here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Glad to have you here with us. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and Adam and I are partners. We're partners in the world of business coaching, specifically small businesses. And we have had hundreds of success stories that we chronicle from time to time. And we sprinkle in stories that uh, come from the actual coaching annuals. Annuals. Annals. Annals, annuals. What, annals. we got flowers in here? Flowers are starting in springtime. <laughs> so that's what we do. We're coaches. And tonight we're talking about how powerful, how effective you can be when you present well, present yourself, 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 your company. Present whatever the heck you got to present and do it well and prepare. That's right. So if you have a presentation coming up you want to talk about or share here on the air, we, we kind of framed in the first segment some of the whys as far as why you'd be, be presenting or perhaps who you might be, be presenting to. We'd love to hear from you. You can get us here in the studio. We're at 440-946-9468. You can also email us, radio at MaximumVP.com. Be happy to kind of respond to you that way as well or get it on the air. And so we talked about, again, the, the, the why or the who. So... Let's talk about maybe kind of part of the, the how to present, Jack, because we, we, we can share some different stories about this. And if we have our first kind of why or who we talked about in terms of kind of your team, so whether it be you as the owner presenting it, you know, presenting the company to your team, or if you're part of that team, presenting to the owner, presenting to your, to, to your, to your, your fellow managers, your fellow leaders. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about our, our recent trip down south ab- here. Absolutely. I guess that's what you were going to talk about you're, anyway, right? You're all over it, Jack. Oh, yeah. man, that's, that's exciting, Adam, when that happens. So <laughs> the, the, the presenting part for us, and again, for those of you who know us, know us well, and uh, we often will look at the seven keys. 
seven keys to success in terms of what to present and talk about. And again, if you go to our website, MaximumVP.com, click on the MVP playbook, and you'll see the seven keys to success there. Presenting is the seventh key. But the, the first six keys are what you want to be able to present on if you're presenting the entire company. And we had one of those keys, key number two, which is the profit plan, to start to pull that together and have the team start to present it. One of the, the, the common frustrations or challenges we hear with owners of small companies is how do I get my team to take ownership? Maybe it's ownership of their projects, their part of the company, their staff, their team. And we have yet to find a better way, Jack, to help people take ownership of stuff than to do it through the profit planning process to help, to help right. put it together, to, to, to lay the plan out, and then go out and execute the thing. The reason, the reason is that everything that goes on in a company, large company, small company, makes no difference. Everything that goes on passes through and is touched by the profit plan. So if you can master those numbers and those flows, you are in charge like you cannot believe. So we talked about a profit plan. Uh, again, for those of you who know us well or are longtime listeners, you know we use that term instead of that awful term of a budget. Oh, don't say it. I, I'm sorry. It, it snuck you out. It, you said it. You I didn't said mean it. to say budget, Jack. Is that, no, is you that, said it again. See that? It just keeps on coming out. <laughs> it does. You can't <laughs> apologize. Once you start to it's say it. It's like diarrhea of the keep... mouth. Is it, the, the, the budget keeps on see, rolling there out, Jack. it is again. You did it again. All right. <laughs> so we like to use that as a way to plan out <laughs> for the year. So here we are in, in February 21st, 2018. What's the plan for the year? And you know what? It's not, it's not too late. You know, it's not unusual with some of our clients, you know, as they get the plans pulled together for the, for the upcoming year, it may roll over into January or February. But you know, don't use that as an excuse. You don't have a plan pulled together yet. To get a plan pulled together for this year, what are we going to do in terms of revenue and expenses and profit? What's our goal for the year? I don't know, Adam. God, you can't forecast those things. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Big earthquake could hit California and rumble all the way to Ohio. Who knows? That's right. So you gotta you gotta watch every crystal ball and have good insurance in place for those for those crazy those crazy earthquakes, Jack. So you're saying I'm wrong? We can't predict. We uh, can. Okay. The, the, the hardest ones to predict are startups. If you're brand new, it can be very difficult to to, to forecast. And if you have a wait a minute, there's billions of dollars, a lot of academia, a lot, a lot of retired executives out there. They're all forecasting this stuff. They say a startup is pretty easy to forecast. Oh, they do? Well, they can forecast and do those hockey stick projections, Jack, that show tremendous money coming in from sales and everything else. But at the end of the day, you're out trying to raise money, which is different than getting sales and, and, and be able to sell what you, what you do. That's right. So the clients we're talking to and the folks who are, who are the target audience for, this, for this, this, uh, this show and our podcast are the folks who currently own companies to start with. And, again, we got 25 million of those here in the country. And if you've been around for for a couple of years, how many? You whip through that one pretty quick. Twenty-five million companies here in the U.S. Small business that exists that exists right now today. Holy crap! Twenty-five and million. That's so, a lot of businesses. So we're trying to talk to those folks. Okay. I think to your point, there's a lot of folks out there from a government standpoint that are trying to give some guidance or, or nonprofits guidance for startups, and we've helped a few of those as well. But our preference, you know, and where we can be very helpful, especially when it comes to this thing in terms of forecasting the, from the profit plan, is the folks have been around for a little while because you have some history. So think about the, the, the from the standpoint of if you did nothing from a marketing standpoint or anything else, but you've been around for five years, chances are you're not going to have zero dollars in revenue or sales this year because you have some existing customers. You have some prior customers. You've done some stuff here in the last five years that's going to help 
the phone to ring, emails to come in, yeah, people to walk into your place. Some people know about you. Yeah. They'll hear, they'll have heard about you. They'll have seen your product or service or talked about it somewhere. So longevity is a big deal for getting something. Starting up from absolute scratch is, as Adam said, the most difficult situation because you don't have a history. Everything is on the if-come. So how do you get this business? How do you start it? That's a subject for another day here. But uh, Well, but again, and most folks will, will, will just start running, and they'll start with a, with a customer or two, and they start going. So they start to have some sales, and they start to, to, to grow, and, and they don't necessarily stop to, to do some of this basic planning. And the, the idea of the plan is not to have it down exactly because you're never going to predict exactly what's going to happen. But it's key to get your best thinking down. Okay, you know, what do you know today? So we have, we have, we have a newer client that they were working with too who's been in business for about, I think it's eight, eight or nine years, and is just, just approaching that $1 million mark. And we're working on putting together a plan for this year, and as we start to kind of lay things out as far as what he's got in the pipeline, things are kind of going on, that he's looking at, at, at a 50% growth this year to about a million and a half. And that almost seems like a no-brainer as we're starting to go through and, and, and get some of those details down. So we're not just picking a number out of the air. We're actually starting to kind of back it up. And so let me come back to what we started with here, Jack, in terms of how to, how to present stuff. So we, so we, we had a team of, of probably the, the, the key six or eight or ten executives as part of this meeting. And they each had a part to present in terms of what they're responsible for. So it was a combination of some folks who were, who were involved in the actual production work, some folks who were involved in the sales or marketing work, some folks who were involved in kind of purchasing or sourcing, and folks who were involved in terms of the, the, the people side of it, in terms of the financial side of it. So, again, a, a good cross-section. And most <clears throat> small companies that we spend time with don't have individuals for each of those. Often it's maybe the same person doing multiples of those, of those pieces. But to be able to present those different components. So if we have a sales forecast, here's what we're doing for our marketing plan to be able to bring sales in. Here's the people who are going to help to produce this kind of stuff. Here's where we're getting the supply from. Here's how we're keeping track of all this stuff. So the, it's kind of seeing the team present. And Jack and I put together just a little uh, a little grading sheet, for lack of a better term. So we put you know, our glasses on, our, on the end of our nose like Jack's got right now, very professorial looking in terms of – and a kind of a grumpy, absolutely. kind of a grumpy, frowny look to kind of look intimidating and say, okay, let's go see what you got there, you right? you mentioned the word five times before, budget. So you, you <laughs> I only mentioned it three. I only mentioned the, it three times. Too late. You took all the goodwill out of the Wednesday evening <laughs> – Come Broadcast on, special. <clears throat> Come on, that was for I've our audience. Be grunchy now, grunchy. Grunchy. There you go. So it's I keep on poking. I shouldn't poke at Jack too much. He's still recovering, so I'll uh, <laughs> I'll be kind tonight. So all right, I can be grumpy. So we tried to use a handful of things, a very simple things, to, to to try to to try to sense how well does somebody present. So one of the things that 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 we're very big on is does somebody stand up to present? Now that sounds kind of silly, doesn't it, Jack? It's like people who come into a room, you know, you have a monthly meeting or a weekly meeting and people will somehow magically be drawn right to the chair they've always been sitting in week after week. Why is that, Adam? That's they get comfortable. They get right. comfortable. So they come in, there's eight or ten people and they aren't going to be the first one to get up voluntarily. So neither does the one who d is chosen to get up first. And so they sit. How terrible that is. You gotta take command of these meetings. Doesn't mean you go crazy like an evangelical. It means that you can go a little bit high energy and walk around the room, face people, inject, inject energy into that into that presentation. Amen, hallelujah, brother. 
You want what to do that? Think? What do you think, sir? What do you think? Can you feel it? Can you feel the power, Jack? You got it? That a thumb up or a thumb down? It's coming through. So standing up will energize. That's why I stand during the show. Oh, I Helps energize things. I wanted to show off your belt buckle. <laughs> we got lots of comments on the belt buckles over the over the months. I'll bet you did. But <laughs> something as simple as standing up, it changes your biochemistry. It also changes the biochemistry of the folks in the room, in terms of in terms of them kind of sitting sitting more to attention, paying attention to what's going on. They got to follow you. It gives you it gives some movement. Most you know, people are afraid of themselves. Yeah. They're they're afraid to get up and do that. They're afraid. Afraid. Well, checking, what kind oh, of oh. word is that? Oh, I, my fly was down. Hold on a package. second. Yeah, you're ch- checking to see if the fly's down or not, right? Checking your package. Or I got a stain on my pants? Or hey, is my shoe untied? I'm gonna I'm gonna trip <laughs> over myself, Jack. Hold on a second. I, I, I gotta watch as I'm kind of standing up. So there's a lot of leading questions there, Adam. <clears throat> but go on. I'm following. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so something as simple as standing up is one of the things that we that we use to 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 try to judge this. We'll give you some more insights in terms of how to how to present and to, and to be able to present well when we come back after the break. So stay tuned to that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm sitting for a reason, and you can only guess because <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. And Adam's standing for a reason, <laughs> and you can only guess there too. So, so, okay, so stay tuned to find out because we'll be back here with more of a Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 a.m., 1015 FM and online at wintradio.com. All right, we're back at it here at uh, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Thanks for joining us again. And believe it or not, we're already halfway through the show. They're telling you this goes faster and faster every week, Jack. What do you think? Boy, I think so. I really do. Brothers and sisters. We are gathered here tonight to pay homage to the word presenting. And we've been doing this now for a little over a half hour. And we're going to continue. And it's going to be drummed into your head because it's probably the most successful thing you can do as a presenter. An old presenter or a young presenter. Makes no difference. Yeah, you know, I think Sean had to turn you down, Jack. You're blowing out the you're blowing out the speakers so. here. Yeah, they crank it down. So. It's actually very, very t- Fitting today. You know what happened today, don't you? No. What happened today? In terms of e- evangelicals, <coughs> I preachers. Don't know. I don't know. Billy Graham passed away today. Did he really? I didn't know that. That was today, wasn't it, Sean? Yeah. 99 years old. Wow. The, the, the days run together when, we're, when we aren't together, Jack, so I can't tell. I I think, I'm pretty sure you. it was today, I though. Agree. But 99, 99 years young, Billy Graham. Man, that's something. So he's touched a lot of lives over the years, but in terms of a, a, a very good preacher. So. So preaching and presenting. So we talked in terms of some ways to kind of judge how do you how do you present well. We, we, we left the break here talking about standing up. And what standing up does, it shows some confidence. So if you're confident, that old phrase, that old saying, Jack, of kind of fake it till you make it type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have confidence, even if you don't know, if you have confidence and you present confidently. It sounds and it looks like it. That's that's good enough in many cases. Well, it's people not, are going to believe you. They're going to feel comfortable sure about will. you, right? Absolutely. Because you feel good about yourself. You let those genies out of the bottle because there's multiple genies. And when they start flying out, all of a sudden energy is picked up by you and the room around you. And it becomes fun. So that confidence comes across, and people may not, may not be able to articulate what it is, but they'll feel they'll feel the confidence. So having the confidence and, and, and an easy way to kind of show and present confidently is to stand up. 
Eye contact. Eye contact is another one. Okay, and this is something that you, you, hopefully you, you get you get pounded into your head at an early age, and it's something that um, I, you know, I recall a, a good friend of mine who, who passed a few years ago who was, in, who was in Rotary with me. And I remember when I took my son Jackson, he's probably six or seven years old, took him to one of the meetings. And part of the meeting we go around and we, and we say, you know, part of the meeting is, is to greet your neighbor. So we go around for a few minutes, say hello to everybody, kind of shake hands, give hugs, whatever. And Jackson reached out to give a, to give a handshake to Mike. And it was one of those, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't the right kind of handshake, Jack. So Mike, so Mike grabbed him and said, no, 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 hey, firm handshake, eye contact, very important. He, he sat there for a minute and reinforced for Jackson what's going on. And I can't tell you the dozens of times in the last five or six years, Jack, where there have been comments made by people about, hey, your son's got a really good, really good handshake. In terms of just being able to, and, and it sounds comes across like, and it makes an impression. Sounds like he scared the bejesus out of them. Well, you know? he made he made the point, <laughs> but very simple in terms of having a certain firmness to it, but the eye contact. I can't. No, that's important. I I agree. That's that's projecting your presence and and what kind of presence do you have? A weak limp limp wrist, uh, you know, looking down at your shoes and what 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 kind of presence do you want? You want to be projecting confidence. And respect, and that's it. People will take to that. A- absolutely, they'll take to that. It won't be intimidated. So, if you're good thing to learn. So, so eye contact. So, standing up, and eye contact are two very good ways to show some confidence. Very simply, because most people don't do it. They'll dart their eyes back and forth. They'll be looking up above. They'll be looking down. You know, who knows what they're looking at? But to have the eye contact, and to be to be very aware of that. That's a tremendously confident way to be able to kind of approach people. So a couple tips that way. Um, a couple of things to kind of think about in terms of what, 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 what makes good, good at presenting is keeping things at a pretty high level. At a high level and, and be aware who, uh, of who your audience is. So you may be the, 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 the most knowledgeable person, Jack, in terms of how, how this microphone was made, but you don't need to go into great detail about it because you're going to lose me about 30 seconds in. Versus understand who, you know, who you're talking to and keeping things at a relatively high level so it's going to be communicated well. I'm not going to feel like an idiot trying to listen to you. I'm going to understand what you're, t- what you're trying to communicate. So keeping things at a high level can be very, very helpful well, from that if you standpoint. Well, if you have a PowerPoint presentation, one oh of the boy. worst things to do. Is that worse than a tie or better than a tie, Jack? All right, let me think. Boy, different platform, same equivalency, though. I'll tell you. It's... Uh, you don't you don't want to be reading a PowerPoint presentation. A, you don't want a PowerPoint presentation that has small font size that you're reading. Even worse, <laughs> people will will become suicidal perhaps after about 15 <laughs> minutes. So you got to watch how you present like that. You don't do those things. You use your you know simple bullet point. Adam's point before. Or visuals. Or, or, or visuals are always good, too. Yeah, PowerPoints are good for having a picture up there or having drawings. Okay, that, that, that picture you can then talk off of versus I'm going to read what's up there. That's going to that's, that's gonna be a total snooze, a snooze fest. And one other thing to kind of keep in mind, too, is, is from a timing standpoint, stay on time. So if, you're, if your meeting's you know scheduled for five or your presentation's scheduled for five minutes, ten minutes, for half an hour, make sure you keep aware of the time. Because nothing's, nothing's going to drive people more crazy than you going over time or they'll enjoy it more if you're a little short of time and you have some questions that are going there. And, 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 and responding to questions are key, too. How do you respond to questions? You know, do you, you know, are, you, are you engaging? One of the things that's nice about it, if you're standing, what a great thing to do is if, if you're working in a room full of 10 people 
And Jack, you asked a question. I'll come. I'll come walk towards you a little bit. You're asking a question. So I'm gonna come closer to you. If I'm sitting on my dukkas over here in my seat, I can't come closer to you. Also, you know, again, I'm, I'm able to kind of come towards you and and engage and and respond to your questions. So there's there's certain ways you can go about in terms of a style standpoint to kind of present yourself, how you carry yourself, and those things are true. Again, whether you're you know talking to your team, whether you're talking to whoever, be aware of some simple things you can do to present yourself, and thus, if we're in business here, presenting your company. In a very, very positive light where people are going to feel very good about it. That's right. And practice. Do a little practice the night before. Practice in front of a mirror. And literally, to say whatever you're going to be saying tomorrow. Talk about it in bullet point form. Or some people like to write out notes. Read those notes. Go to bed with those thoughts in your mind. They're empowered when you wake up in the morning because they've been percolating all night. It can, can give a, a rush overview before you go into your talk. And you're set. You aren't fumbling around. You're set. Everything is set up for success. So that's a that's a great point. You know, you know, as I as I look back at my time in Wall Street, Jack, and and one of the biggest values we provided to our clients, whether it was raising money or trying to sell the company, was helping them present. So that started everything from the standpoint of trying to pull together the book that we had that, that you know that we that we would send out that would be go out to market either the the company itself. Or Is that the same thing as a package. It's a package, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you pay attention. I figured you'd throw the package we out there again. We talked about the package uh, last that was, week. Didn't that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was yeah. a couple weeks ago. You were, you you were here for that discussion. You weren't on the phone. <laughs> so we had yeah we, we had our package pulled together and how, how you put the, put the, pull the package together to how we make those initial phone calls to present and talk to the company, but then also. One of the things we told our clients was, hey, part of our job is to make sure that when you're presenting to somebody, that when you get questions, it will not be the first time you're hearing that question. So we're going to pepper you with all kinds of questions and things and, and, and make sure you're ready to respond to whatever question comes your way. And if you get a question that, you, that, that, you're, that you're being asked for the first time, that, that means you yeah, we, haven't, we haven't been doing our job. Right. And so we do a lot of you. You mentioned practicing, Jack. We do a lot of practicing or role playing. Let's go through. Let's make sure that we get the presentation down. How does it sound? You know, make sure that we're hitting the, the hitting those key points. We're doing it in a certain amount of time. So the presenting part was a big, big deal in terms of what we did, in terms of how to present everything from the actual presentation of somebody standing there to how the numbers look to, to make sure that again, just things being there and the pre presenting. We spent hours and hours, untold hours. I spent thousands of hours of my time in, you know, on Wall Street helping to get the, the presentation down. And we see it with small businesses. They spend almost no time, no time on the presenting part of right. it. That's right. So they aren't really ready for it. They don't have the confidence. And things usually don't go as well as they otherwise could have. A little presentation, we emphasize that. But people find ways to duck it all over the place. So uh, it's very important. All these keys that we're talking about today are very, very important for success. Let me, Success in presenting. Let me shift over to a second to one of the one of the topics we we talked about, Jack, in terms of kind of bankers. Okay, and one of the best bankers that, that we've met in our 15 years together is a guy by the name of Chris Willman. Chris, if you're listening, how you doing out there? Good to good to see you. Chris used to be with Huntington Bank. He's now with a place called Dollar Bank. But Chris is is one of the best small business bankers we we, we have ever met. Yeah, we love Chris. And you know, Chris had his tie and we we talked with Huntington with their sweaters. We used to joke was he gonna have his black sweater on or his green sweater, but it was just more to kind of poke at him than anything else. But he was really good at listening to customers. And we came to know Chris through some common customers that we had. And two things happened. So we were meeting with with our client and they were raving about their banker. 
So you bankers out there who are listening to this, understand that that pretty much most small business owners, first of all, don't know who their banker is. They typically know who the bank is, but they don't know who the banker is. And if they know who the banker is, they usually are not raving about that person. Usually they're complaining that, hey, this is the fifth person I've had in the last seven years. Okay, So people are coming in and they're raving about their banker, which is unusual. On the flip side of that, our clients were going and presenting to their banks and presenting their numbers, presenting their plans, what was going on. And Chris said, hey, how did you learn to present this way? They, they crossed roads unexpectedly. That's right. So they mentioned Maximum Value Partners. They, you know, my, my coaches taught me to do this. And so we had gotten a sense for each other through our mutually shared clients. And, again, it stood out because, again, we don't usually hear people raving about their bankers. And Chris usually doesn't see people presenting their companies in the ways that our clients are presenting their companies. And so if you get a good banker and you present well, the banker can be a tremendous advocate for you, tremendous advocate for you. But you got to know how to talk to them in terms of what you're presenting and, and, and be able to be confident in your numbers and what you're presenting in your story and be able to tell your story well so they can now take your story That's inside right. the bank. You're, you're, and be you're your, helping them. Yeah. That's right. You're helping them help you. That's really what it's all about. And most bankers, in our experience, just don't seem to take that time. They think they do, or at least they say they do, but when we compare a guy like Chris Wellman to so many other small business bankers, no no comparison, absolutely no comparison. And the biggest thing he does is listen. He listens. I mean, truly, he just doesn't say it. He does it. Yeah, good, he's not, good man. And he's, not, he's looking to help. He's mm-hmm. looking to help people. He's not looking to necessarily sell different products that, 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 that the bank's offering. And so what we, again, what we teach our clients is how to go and present to the banks. And it starts with them understanding their numbers. So we had a client of ours who had a pretty, a pretty good story to tell, but had some hair on the story. Okay, so the way he presented, talked about his business, and he went in, he's able to present to multiple different banks and present his story very, very well, and gave them confidence in what he's trying to do. We had, we've had clients that have gone to look to go and and, and buy companies, same kind of thing, where, where they're able to present to the bank and say, here's the story. They they understand the numbers because what happens with the with the bankers, folks, they're buying into you. You as the owner, you're the one who signed the dotted line. It's not your, not your CPA, not your attorney, not your insurance person, not your office manager. You as the owner are signing the, the dotted line. So they're betting on you. So if you present confidently and present well and you speak their language, it's key to know and be able to be, be able to do that. If you're going in there and you're and you're deathly afraid of saying the wrong thing, so you aren't saying certain things you should be saying. You're not going to be putting your best foot forward in terms of presenting to to your banker. So bankers are one of the ways we kind of do. We have a couple others, but we'll get into again. We're up against it for our, our last break, Jack. Off we we have one more segment again. to go. Okay. So stay tuned. We got a few more stories to share in terms of how and why and what ways to present in some different scenarios. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. and I'm Jack Mancini, and we are trying very hard tonight to make you highly successful by presenting your company and your opportunities to meaningful parties across the table from you. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, welcome back to our final segment on tonight's show of the Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter, here with my partner. Hello, Adam. Boy, this is so fast, doesn't it? It's unbelievable. 
It we're always. Talking, we're talking presenting tonight. So if you're sitting in, in part of an audience and somebody gets up in front of the group and is going to speak, they have their hands in their pockets, their shoulders slumped, they got kind of a depressed look about them, kind of moping around. How would you feel when that person starts talking? Chances are his body language, her body language is going to depict exactly what comes out of their mouth. Versus. Versus. <laughs> stand tall. Look at your people. Get those hands out of those frickin' pockets. Walk around like you're in command. Now what would you expect? You're going to be sitting there way more positive with expectations than you were with the first schlunk who, who was standing up there, right? I'm picturing, I'm picturing uh, you know, we're coming in off a break here with the Rolling Stones, right? Under my thumb, Mick big, Jagger. Big lips. Yeah, well, Mick Jagger, you see him when he's up on stage, he's like a peacock. He has his hands on his hips, and he's always kind of, you know, strutting around, right? Strutting his stuff. He's a, yeah, how old? He's, he's, well, he's, he's in his 70s now. He still does the same thing out there, strutting his stuff, right? That's right. No, 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 no question at all that he owns that stage, he owns that arena, he owns that stadium. That, you know, wherever he's at, he projects that confidence. It's to there people. for your taking. It's there for your taking. You can be in command for that 15 minutes, 10 minutes, half hour, hour, whatever it's going to be. It's your stage to do with what you want. And you want to sway an audience to some point of view. That's generally why you're there. And because of that, you should prepare and you should be good at that. And, it, and your ability to influence, enhance your own career, unbelievable. Unbelievable from just being a decent presenter. Decent presenter. Not an excellent one. That's a whole different story. And you can do well by your company. Let me come back to one of the one of the areas we talked we touched on early on, Jack, in terms of the whys or the who's in terms of presenting. And that was in terms of looking to either to sell your company or to buy another company. And mm -hmm. we touched on this a little bit, but you know, let's come back to our seven keys for a second. And again, okay, if, you, if, if you're just catching up to us, if you go to our website at maximumvp.com and click on the MVP playbook link, you'll see a drop-down menu there for the seven keys of success. You can kind of see these things. If you present those things, you know, it starts with the vision as far as where you're trying to go with the company. The profit plans that first step along the way in terms of what we're going to do in terms of sales and revenue and uh, expenses and profit for the year. Our marketing plan to drive those sales. The organization, how do we you know, get stuff organized? Who's, who's do doing that stuff? Who's right. doing what? The, the the leadership component in terms of what's kind of going on what, you know, what kind of team do you have as part of as part of the company and the cash forecasting and you know, what kind of cash is there as again as I go back in, into the annals here Jack and then think about about my days on Wall Street <laughs> those are the things that we had people people present those those key components as part of the business and it presents a big part of it you know that you know what you're doing and you're kind of doing it on purpose and something that we've challenged almost since day one with, with our coaching clients Jack we challenge them and we often get again we get we we get giggles or outright laughter from them is that, hey, if you can get this company working to where Jack and I could be the ones running it, and they go, well, you don't know anything about whatever. Fixing cars, about, about firmware, you, you name it. Well, no, but we don't need to know anything about the product or service to run the company <clears throat> if, it's, right. if it's a well-run company. If you have these things in place, it's going to run well. And so if you're going to present your company for sale, you want to touch on those things where, again, people are, aren't worried that all of a sudden, well, hey, Jack, if, if you're not here, how's this place going to run? You have all this knowledge about the product or service or about the customers over here doing it's all about you. Well, if that's the case, there isn't too much to sell at that point, right? That's correct though. And if you're going in and we, we, we touched on this briefly at the beginning, if you're going in to, to, to look to buy a company, and we talked to a lot of our clients about this and, and we'll guide them and say, Hey, look, 
if you're going to ask some questions, if people don't know, if I'm walking in for the first time to potentially engage with and talk to somebody who's looking to sell their company. Okay, now she may have never sold her company before. This is her, this is her company. She's been running for 15, 20, 30 years. You know, her first time doing this, right? So she's not real experienced in this. I've never bought a company either. So all of a sudden we kind of come together and we meet, right? Well, what, what do we talk about? So, talk about stupid stuff. Or you talk about the package? You can ask for the package. Well, you can do that. We smile and nod like we both know what the hell we're talking about. Say, so, okay, well, maybe yeah. I get a good package or a bad. I, I don't know if it's the right package or not. Well, when you ask stupid questions, the person across from you, if they look a bit startled and they're, they're receiving the uh, butt end of a stupid question, they may have a stupid question coming back. So if you study these people, your experience each time you talk to somebody grows tremendously. Wait, do they give stupid questions or stupid answers? Stupid. They have stupid questions back for your stupid questions? They're That's both. good. All right. They're both. So you look in <laughs> Let the me eyes, answer your question with a question. <laughs> two, two, two pairs of panicked eyeballs looking at each other like, hey, we don't, I don't know how to answer that question. Very first time I went into an, a multi-apartment building, 27 units. I asked my partner who was with me, I said, do we have to go look at every one of these 27 units and inspect them? Well, what are we inspecting them for? We don't want to tell we're looking at half the time if there's no leaks and electrics working. And Those are stupid questions that evolve over time. That's what experience is all about. So if you don't engage, and a good part of engagement is asking questions that you really aren't skilled at knowing the answers yet. You're learning, and that's a tremendous learning tool. So when it comes to a business, so your point, Jack, so whether it's walking into apartment buildings, because an apartment building is a, is a business, That's right? You've right. got you got customers in there. Those are the folks who are in the building. You've got revenue coming in, expenses, all that kind of stuff. So it, whether you're doing that or you're going to walk into a pizza shop. Do I walk up on top of the roof? What am I looking at? I don't know. What do I know about well, picture Picture walking around a manufacturing plant, looking at machines. I know what these machines even do. You can walk around a pizza shop. I may have a sense of what they do because I like to eat pizza, but... I'm not sure what this does here. This is, oh, yeah, you may have a little better sense, but <laughs> picture getting the financial statements. Now, as we know, Jack, most of the owners, I don't care how long they've been in business. And this is one of those dirty secrets we talk about a lot, and we'll talk about it again here for a second, which is most owners do not understand their own financial statements. So heaven forbid somebody gives them, here are my financial statements, Jack. Well, here I am looking at going, <laughs> I get that smirk because I'm like, <laughs> that's right. What am I looking well, at? Well, these are, these look nice. These look nice, Jack. They're they're, they're presented nicely. They're 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 nicely lined up and, up and yeah, you know, they, the the columns line up nicely in the rows and everything's spelled correctly. Does that make good financial statements, Jack? <laughs> I think in terms of a lot of people who we have met jointly here, yeah, they do. Right, and so. That's where, you know, it can be very, very intimidating to know what to look for or how to present and to be able to, to be able to put your best foot forward. But from our standpoint, something that, again, we continue to, to drill under our clients' heads, maybe not as much as we should, but we, we, we'll, we'll keep doing it, is the seven keys. And that's always the, the answer for whatever question they've got, especially if it comes to buying and selling companies, as far as what you're going to present yourself if you're looking to sell. Or if you're looking to buy somebody, you ask questions around those things. That's when we, when Jack and I meet, meet with a prospect, we're asking questions about the seven keys. We're talking about, hey, you know, where are you today? Where do you see the company going to get to get key number one for the vision down? For the, the profit plan, we talk about, okay, so are you profitable? Yes or no? How do you know? Do you have a plan for this year? The marketing plan, you know, what, what kind of customers do you have? Why do, they, why do they buy from you guys? You know, how do you find them? So we're asking about the, about the marketing plan. We talk about the team. How many employees do you have? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what, what kind of what, what kind of things do those folks do? It becomes easy to present, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it, so it's, it, it's it's ingrained so far into Jack and Maya's mind. It, it, it's so natural. That's how we kind of go through and ask questions because we're we're, we're we're gauging very quickly at a very high level, and we're judging based on how that person presents back to us. Either they've got these things locked down, which is almost never the case when it comes to a small company, or they've got some a couple that they're pretty good at, and the rest are kind of weak. We can tell you in a half an hour discussion where that owner knows their stuff or not very quickly. And it's way more than just product, which is where most reside. Talk about their product or service. And the seven keys Yeah, we don't are, talk about that really much at all, do we? We, we, we avoid we that we, Well, they're the experts in that one. Yeah. And we're the experts in the other stuff. Yeah. So it's a great trade-off if we both listen to each other. So, yeah, so, so, we, so we avoid those because that's not, our, that's not our strength, and we can't help there. If you're trying to engineer a product or, or design something or code something, okay, well, if you're looking for Jack and I to do that, you're, you're, you're looking oh, in the wrong I, place. I, I designed the last firmware project that went out on our clients. So, you did? Yeah. <laughs> that explains some of the troubles they're having, Jack. Now I, I, I got a sense. <laughs> How do these ones and zeros go together? Do we just do, we just do it to where it looks like a paint a, you know, paint a pretty picture with those ones yeah, and zeros? Yeah, what, what if I cross one off like, what do they call those tests with the number two pencils? They still give those things out? They, oh. They do at voting booths. There's different. <laughs> there's different ones. Well, the, the, wait, the voting booths have the, have the hanging chads. That's I'm thinking right. more of the color by numbers thing, Jack. Hanging in terms of doing, chads. Hanging in terms, terms of doing it that way. And that's part of the package too, right? The <laughs> hanging chads. Hanging chads. Yeah. That's right. That's a that's a sign of a dated package. You got some hanging chads in there. It, it raises it raises some concerns or pausing <laughs> for people, right? So presenting again. So uh, you know, as is always the case, this is again one of the fastest hours in radio or or, or, or in podcast land, folks. It's another very fast hour. Seems we try like to cover. We're just starting, Adam. We're just starting. Well, we've covered a lot here, and we try to share a lot because we want to be able to give tremendous value to our listeners, as we do with our clients every day. And so it's a big part of what we try to do with this show is to share a lot of our our, our wisdom and experience, and to help you know whatever you're up against today. You know, there's somebody else out there kind of doing it. There's there's help out there. There's ways to do it. And presenting, as we talked about today, is one of the key ways to have tremendous success with your company, whether it's you as the owner, getting your team in place, being able to, to, to be able to organize, bring things together from current and new customers, from financing sources, whatever it might be, to eventually where you're going to exit the business and be able to sell it. Presenting is that one kind of key, bringing it all together. So, it sure is. All right. I want to thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you have any questions before the next show, shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. Head over to our website at MaximumVP.com forward slash how for a nice little form to fill out there. Or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Okay, Mr. Adam. <laughs> Jack's ready to go. All right. I'm ready to go. So if you missed go. any part of, the, of today's show or previous shows, you can get them anytime day or night at your leisure you can do that by subscribing to us uh, on, on itunes or stitcher or any of those kind of places if you do that please leave a re- review you can also get us at the archive section of wintradio.com and learn more dirty secrets of small business next wednesday 7 p.m eastern and thanks for listening on integrity radio wint 1330 a.m 101.5 fm and wint see you next week steady on the wheel one hand's trembling over my heart Pounding, baby, like it's gonna